This is Ashton Marcus, and I'm on location at the Chance Theater for their presentation of Hairspray. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with... Carrie Hader. I am a director uh, and um, educator. I teach, currently teach musical theater at Cal State Northridge and direct professionally in the Southern California area. I'm the director of Hairspray here at The Chance, um, and uh, that's been keeping me busy for the last eight weeks or so. I love this performance. I absolutely loved it. Mm, and, and actually, I see a lot of performances. I've actually, this year, I think I've seen like 72 of them. Yeah, so uh, this, fanta- this performance is fantastic. Oh, thank you so much for your support. We had a really supportive audience today, so please. So what, was your, what, what were your little tricks to actually get this performance to turn out so well? Because, again, this doesn't happen by accident. <laughs> um, well, I think um, it began conceptually with deciding how we wanted to tell the story and how we wanted to bring the audience into the story rather than sort of keep them from a distance, um, which is how it's traditionally done. Um, we wanted to immerse the audience in the middle of the story, and I wanted them to feel the tensions and feel the struggles um, that the play brings out and feel the joy and the hope that the play offers. And so that's kind of how it started, was cr- how do we create the environment for the audience and for the characters in the story. So why do you want to do this type of performance, this performance hairspray? Uh, I feel like there's a lot of universal themes that are... Um, really important you know um, segregation is something that we've been dealing with and racial prejudice we've been dealing all kinds of prejudices Um, it's not just about racial it's about body image and it's about age and there's just so many um, things to think about that people are discriminated against Um, and so there's just so many themes in here but the play really has a huge sense of hope and so I, I thought really these universal themes are going to be really important to share with the people who come to see the show. So, uh, also, uh, what do you look for in your casting? Oh, I, uh, that's a great question. I look for honesty. I look for sincerity. I look for a strong sense of um, purpose. And I like to see people who are confident in who they are and have a good sense of who they are. Um, not people who um, are trying to be something for me, but someone has a really strong sense of self. Um, and personality is, is if they really believe in who they are. This is a play about believing in who you are. So for me, I was looking for people that really had a strong sense of who they were. So did this play teach you anything? Because I'm told that all the great directors, they learn something from everything they do. So, so anything interesting you learned from this one? Um, well, I definitely learned um, that this play isn't as bubblegum and full of fluff that I thought it maybe was initially. Um, with the spectacular aesthetics, with the set design and costumes, when I've seen it before, it's been so colorful and bright. And um, under that underlying aesthetic is some really meaty issues that everybody can relate to. And so I was surprised at how touched and moved I was when I really read the script and really got into the music and the words. They're just really inspiring. All right, well, thank you very much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with... Uh, I'm Taylor Hartsfield. I grew up in Northern California near Sacramento, 
and I moved down to Southern California about three years ago for school. Um, I currently go to Cal State Fullerton. I'm going to be a senior getting my BFA in musical theater and this is my first time working at The Chance. I play Tracy Turnblad. Tracy Turnblad is a young girl who um, is on the chubbier spectrum of the weight scale. Um, she is a phenomenal dancer and a brilliant person who believes in herself even when the rest of the community doesn't seem to. She wants to dance on the Corny Collins show so badly. Um, and she does end up getting on the Corny Collins show, which is wonderful, but as soon as she does, she realizes that there's more things that are so important, like um, integration, and she meets her friend Seaweed and meets his group of friends and realizes that there's things that she can help change and fight for. Um, and then together with her friends, they um, come together to change um, what was known back then and um, stop segregation and um, fight for integration. Believe it or not, I usually don't I usually don't respect the leading actors that much because I feel like they're just playing themselves. I, I usually respect the villains more or the anti-heroes, but I just loved your performance. Wow, thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you. Do you realize how great of a performance that was? Wow, thank you. Thank you. Honestly, this role has been a dream come true, and it is so challenging in so many ways, but it's also so rewarding and so easy because I really do feel like I have a lot of myself in Tracy, so it's been, it's been an absolute dream come true. Yeah. Great. So any advice you can give to everyone else out there? Because again, your performance, you really nailed this one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just think that everybody should truly believe in themselves and what they have. And I know it sounds so cliche, but truly believing in yourself and believing in what you bring to the world is so important. And it really will, people can really change the world with themselves and people have to believe that. Thank you very much for being You're on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And I'm with... Joe Tish. Uh, I'm originally from Iowa, and now I live in Long Beach, California, and I've been uh, on stage for probably 25 years. I played Edna Turnblad. Edna is Tracy's mom. Uh, she works out of the house, and she's probably a woman who had big dreams and kind of let life circumstances beat her down a little bit. But she's waiting for someone to help her rediscover her inner beauty. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I, loved your, I loved everyone's performance, but I also appreciated your performance a lot. Thank you so much. I, I'm really honored to be a part of the production, and uh, Tracy kind of inspires me every day to really go for it. This, this role is played by a woman, and again, but I think you played it fantastically. So again, uh, could you do you have any comments on oh, Well, actually, it's always played by a man. Uh, the original John Waters movie, it was played by Divine who was a man, uh, and then Harvey Firestein originated the role on Broadway. And I, there's a little bit of um, John Waters' subversiveness to that in that it kind of makes the audience view Edna a little differently because they know they're supposed to think she's the mom, but they also know it's a man. And it really makes them think about the differences in people and that the themes of the play of finding your inner beauty and acceptance and standing up for the right thing and letting love win, it kind of helps those themes along a little bit. Um, I read an article where the, the original authors actually talked about two men sing a love song to each uh, sing a love song to each other, and the audience doesn't even think of it that way. They see it as a man and a woman singing a love song. So there's just a little sub uh, theme underneath that. Yeah, well, I didn't realize that. I, well, and John Travolta that. played it in the latest movie. Oh. That was John Travolta in the, in the remake that just came out a few years ago. He played the Edna Turnblad role. 
Well, I loved your performance. I just loved your performance. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so as soon as you've uh, uh, been acting such a long time, is there any kind of advice you can give to my viewers? Yeah. Um, one is don't give up. Um, I mean, that sounds so cliche, but it really is about... Um, Know your talent, know your strengths, and go for the things you know you're right for. Um, I find a lot of young actors want to play the leading man when they should be playing Edna. Know that you're the Edna and be the best Edna you can be or be the best Tracy you can be. Don't try to be something you're not. Shine with who you are and you will achieve success in the business. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with... Uh, Cameron Zellinger. I am 30 years old, and I grew up in Mission Viejo, and I lived in New York for about five years, and I did, was very fortunate to do some national tours and uh, regional theater and off-Broadway, and then I came back because I wanted to start my own youth theater education program, and so I have my own company, Lola May Performing Arts, and I teach at the Orange County School of the Arts, and I act now for fun. I play Velma Von Tussle. Uh, she is the antagonist of the show. She um, is sort of a mean woman who is just trying to keep things uh, the way that she knows them to be. And she doesn't like change, and she has a daughter named Amber, and she does not approve of Tracy, the protagonist, um, because she's different. Uh, she's a little... She's not what society deems as camera ready, if you will. I loved your performance. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know how difficult it is being being the villain. I won't even call you an anti. You are the villain, basically. I am. Yeah, real, real comical villain and a stereotype villain. But it's it's so incredibly difficult to do that because those feelings aren't in you. But it takes a tremendous amount of acting and totally necessary for a, for, for, for a message like this. I, I, I mean, how do you do it? Um, I... First of all, thank you so much for bringing that up because not a lot of people can recognize how difficult it is to be like extremely mean to someone. And the show is about a, a girl who's not uh, necessarily, uh, again, what society thinks is camera ready. So she is uh, plump. She is round. And I don't know what people... Like, Cameron doesn't know what Taylor personally has gone through in her life and what struggles that she's had. Um, and so, from a human being to a human being, it's really difficult to call somebody fat uh, to their face. And so, um, I had a talk with her uh, before the rehearsal process started, and I said, I want you to know that I feel nothing like my character does. And actually, through that conversation, we have now become, like, best friend. She's actually going to be working for me and my company, my youth theater program. And um, so we have a really strong um, emotional bond off stage. And I think that strength, like strengthens the relationship that we have on stage and makes me more free to be an awful, awful person and say awful things. But thank you for bringing that up because most people are like, oh sure, it's, it's hard to play the villain. I'm like, you don't understand how difficult it is to, to do that. So. Right. Plus, also the message. You can't have a message like like segregation or interracial. You can't have that without showing the ugliness that America went through. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I. Uh, so many people have asked me if like how does it feel to play racist, and I actually 
tell them that I don't think Velma is a racist, that she is um, in her 30s and she owns a TV studio and that is unheard of for women in the 1960s, especially not married women, to have a daughter and to own something, um, especially something like a TV studio. So uh, everyone knew TV and like um, the Buddy Dean show and all that stuff to be white. And that's what works. And so change is bad for Velma. And so I don't know if it's about racist um, or change. Um, and I'm not sure that she is. I think that she maybe has a little bit of jungle fever, but she doesn't like to talk about it. Well, again, I loved your performance. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with Xavier J. Watson. I've been acting uh, since I was 12 years old. I started in Atlanta, uh, and I moved out here. I've been out here for about five years, and I uh, went to acting school uh, for about three years in L.A., and uh, it's been a little over a year since I graduated, and I'm uh, fortunate to still be working. I played Seaweed J. Stubbs. Um, Seaweed is one of the lead black characters in the show. Um, his mom, Motormouth, and his sister, Little Inez, uh, were all part of uh, Negro Day on the Corny Collins show, which is only once a month. And, um, you know, we're all very talented, you know, we, we own a record shop, and it's where all the, 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 the black youth basically come to hang out, uh, because Motormouth, Seaweed's mom, is, is like, a, like a mother to, to everyone. And uh, Seaweed, you know, he, he, I believe he definitely has a dream to be a star like Tracy. Um, he's talented and he, he's just, you know, waiting for his opportunity. And, you know, later on in the play, it, it becomes, you know, not just talk anymore. It becomes more of action. Like, okay, we've got someone that's popular and white that has our back now. So this is our chance to finally, hopefully advance uh, in, in the industry. So what do you think about this performance? Um, of the, the performance today? Of your performance, yeah. Um, um, I, I think um, just what, what audience have said about our production of Hairspray is that it's, it's so intimate and it's so real because um, you know a lot of people who've seen this show our production of it have seen Hairspray before and uh, you know in, in most theater settings you've got the actors on stage and everyone's watching but in our production where we're, you are basically in the story with us and you know people said oh wow I've heard this from the first time today or like I, I, I finally understand this moment and it's so real and stuff like that and and that's what we were going for from the get-go and I, I think people really understand the story more and, and appreciate it uh, when it's presented like that great and actually as you as an artist I wish I had more time to talk to you about this but I remember seeing you once in Annabelle and Snow Queen Express yes at Santa and, Monica Playhouse yeah even then I could see you even though you weren't dancing I could see very well that you were a tremendous talent even thank back you. then thank you thank you I appreciate it yeah it's just um you know I mean we, we actors singers dancers you know we, we train for a long time you know and and it's you know you you, you hope to one day get uh, a production that 
you know, is just amazing. And I'm lucky and fortunate enough to have been able to find one here at the Chance with her spot. Yeah. Again, I wish I could ask you more about your preparation because it looks like this isn't a, this is this isn't happened by accident. I mean, when you came to, you found a good performance. You were a good actor. You were placed in a, a lead position, and again, it just all came together. I just wish I could. I just wish I could find out how you did it all. <laughs> well, man, it's just um, you know, it's it's you know the training. You know, you've got to you've got to really love it. You know, it, you know, people know that. The, the life of an artist is not easy at all. You know, most of the time is spent looking for work. You know, you spend so much of your time looking for work than not actually doing it. So, um, you know, and balancing that with life and a daytime job, you know, a lot of uh, the cast members, they work all day and then they come here at night to, to do the show. And it's because, you know, they love what they do. You know, um, otherwise, why, 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 why struggle? You know, Motormouth has the line uh, close to the end of the play. You know, it, you know, it, it's anything worth having is worth fighting for. You know, worth struggling for, and and, um, and and that's that's what we do. You know, get up every day, and you know, we look forward to coming out here and performing for audiences, and, and hopefully, the audience will, will leave touched and inspired. All right, well, thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with... Jordan Gitzel. Played Courtney Collins. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, am 22 years old, just graduated from Chapman University, and uh, love the Chance Theater, love the show, love Hairspray. I played Corny Collins. This character is the talk show host of the uh, Corny Collins show, so he has his own show, and um, the character really wants to change the world and believes in integration, and um, yeah, wants to bring everybody together. Great! I actually love this. I mean, I love this performance. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how did how did you guys do it? How did y'all gel together so well? Oh wow! Well, uh, our director is brilliant. Our choreographers are brilliant, um, and because they really know how to work in this type of intimate setting space, but it's a wonderful, 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 just creative team. And the cast is unbelievably talented. Every person in this cast can sing, dance, and act. Everybody's a triple threat. Great! I also loved your performance too. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Hi, I'm Ashton Marcus with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with... Zoe Stevens. I am 18 years old. This is my first show with The Chance. I play Cindy. I'm part of the ensemble. Um, I've done. I've been performing for about four years. I went to Orange County High School of the Arts in high school uh, for musical theater. Um, so Cindy is one of what they call the detention kids, which is basically she's one of the African-American students in Baltimore that's kind of struggling with oppression in her high school. Great. And what do you think of this musical, anyway? The music? Yeah, the the music itself is... The musical is phenomenal. I think it's uh, beautifully written. I think our director especially was able to pull out the true meaning behind it as opposed to like productions that I've been in and seen in the past that have been more fluff and fun and bubblegum. This has definitely been a more in-depth uh, show that just really captures what it's about. Yeah, I actually liked it a lot more than the uh, the movie, actually. Uh, the, most people do. The live show is a lot more fun. Um, it's just easier to connect with the actors and the meaning of the show when it's live than the movie. Right. Thank you very much for being on the show. Of course. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with... Uh, I'm Joseph Ott. I was in the uh, ensemble as one of the nicest kids. Um, I have been doing theater for about two years now. I've been I act all over the place. Um, this is show number twelve in two years, and it's been a crazy experience. And Chance is an awesome theater to work at. <laughs> uh, my character is Fender. He's kind of a insecure kid, just kind of making his way around the world, makes fun of people, and eventually turns around. Enjoys the integrated part of the Corny Collins show afterwards. <laughs> Great. And what do you think about this performance? 
Uh, this performance is amazing. We have such a great cast in this show. Everybody gels together really well and really nicely, and everybody can do anything. It's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you very much. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with... Robin Mannion, musical director of Hairspray. Uh, were you involved in the casting in any way? Um, I was, actually, yes. And... It was pretty cool because we had over 200 people come out to audition, and so we really were able to, between the director, the choreographer, and myself, um, pick kind of the best of the best for people who are really strong singers, really strong dancers, and also really strong actors. So it was a blessing to be able to not have to pick and choose the skill set, and to really be able to go with the triple threats that were coming in. So. So would you look for an actor who can sing or a musician who can act? It depends on the role. Um, some roles you need to prioritize the singing because whether or not they hit something um, and nail it will affect whether or not they're able to fulfill the rest of the role. Um, but I generally do look for people who are a stronger actor. I think that an audience can more easily go along with someone if they're committed to what they're saying. The audience will believe them. But if you have someone who's a horrible actress or actor and then they're you know, a great singer but nothing else is going on, you lose your audience. So I normally do end up going with actors who also can sing or are strong singers. Yeah, again, as the music director, though, you're focused primarily on the singing aspect of it, not really the acting. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have to act by the singing and all that. Mm-hmm. And I also, it's kind of a packed ant question. I always know you're gonna the answer you're going to say. You're going to say, I want the actor. But a lot of times when I dig deeper, I usually find that I really appreciate people who are really strong musicians who changed acting. Well, of course, absolutely. I mean, I'm always going to, and then, of course, getting into rehearsal process, too, my focus then is singing. So let's take the people that we have and let's get the most out of them and their skill set and their vocal instrument that you can. Um, And so, of course, my job in the casting process is to fight for the musicians. Now, another question I have, how do you do casting for your musicians? That's a much harder question. Um, For the musicians... I normally go with, if I can pull from people I've worked with before and have had a good experience with them, then I go with that because I already know that I have a good working relationship with them and I know that they can pull off the material. Um, I do a lot of just kind of building my contact base and, and doing recommendations from people whose, whose referral I trust and hold in high esteem. Um, I have before looked at like the university. I went to Cal State Fullerton, so I've looked at professors there and said, you know, do you have any strong musicians you can send my way if I need people and I can't find anybody? Um, but I really kind of got very blessed with this show because all of my musicians came to me and were strong just right from the get-go. So, Again, I said that was a hard question because, again, most music directors would say the same thing. It's almost like you got to know the guy. Mm-hmm. You have to work with them. They have to be a friend. But then it's almost like nepotism where you, know, you can't get the job unless you know the artistic, uh, the musical director. Well, I will say I only knew um, the drummer, and for trumpet, we actually have two guys who are switching back and forth and sharing the shows. They worked with me last summer, and that was my first time working with them, so I actually didn't know them before. But I had heard that they were good and committed and and good people, and so um, I did know them coming into this show, but all of the other guys, I didn't know, and so they were referrals. One of them came to me from Cal State Fullerton. Um, The other two just knew people who, and again, it's knowing 
knowing people, but did know people who were in the cast who were able to say, I can vouch for this person, and then when I heard them play, it was a done deal. So question, suppose you're a young artist who actually, as a musician, wants to be a musician, it's so hard to find work. What kind of advice can you give them? Um, I would say probably the best thing you can do is when jobs do come your way, say yes, you know, and build that contact base. Um, but don't be shy about networking for yourself. If you go to see a show and you know that you could play that show, don't be shy about going up to the musical director, introduce yourself, and say, hey, I play this and this instrument because it's amazing how many times people in the community are looking for musicians. Sometimes you just don't know who to call. And so if you make that first move and say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I play you know, the bass. Here's my information. I would love to work with you. You know, you did great work in the show. That's a really great way to, because then they have your name, they have your number, and if they're looking for someone who plays that instrument, they can pull from that. Yeah, that's also another interesting point you're doing. You're, you're, you're bringing up. Everyone says, well, you know, there's so many musicians out there, so many, but everyone's always saying, I always need talented musicians. I can't get them. I can't find them. What are your comments on that? Um, I think it's finding. I mean, it depends on what the what the gig is. Like for musical theater, it's finding someone who can play for a show, which is different than like if you're if you're in a band, that's a different type of thing. And if you're playing for musical theater, you really have to be able to follow um, singers, and you have to be able to follow storyline and play underscoring and kind of tell the story through your own music. And so I think that. For me, I look for players who can play with expression, who can really go with the the feel or the mood or the tone of that song and tell the story from a musical standpoint. So I think for to to speak on that, if you're looking to play for musical theater, work on um, getting familiar with musicals. You know, listen listen to the the soundtracks and see, you know, what what type of style resonates with you, and go see musical theater and work on your expression. That's just for me personally. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Also, I love the music in this play. I loved it. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm with Susie Dittmar, and I sit on the chance board. Oh, and uh, okay, I have a question. I don't think I've ever interviewed a board member before, uh, unless they were a director. And so, just exactly what does the board member do for theater? Uh, well, right now we we work really hard for the capital campaign and raising money so we can keep expanding the theater or, or you know getting the, the items that we actually need. We also vote on how to spend money, the artistic direction of the theater, and what plays are going to you know what we're going to have. So we do all the voting and the deciding of. And we're kind of help run the theater, in a sense. You know, I've got a list of theaters that are are award-winning in all Southern California. I target the ones I go to. I've targeted the La Jolla Playhouse. I'm in there right now. I've targeted uh, a couple of them in uh, Los Angeles. I've gotten into a lot of them. One theater in Orange County stood out to me. was the Chance Theater. It was award-winning. I looked at it, and the odds were kind of against it because it's not in L.A., and... You know, it's, it's not part of the 99-seat rule. Um, you know, that's funny you say that. And that's one of the reasons I got involved in, in the chance, because 
I see theater everywhere, including LA. I see five or six plays a month. I see an enormous amount of theater, and everything I saw here was so good. And that was back when we were 49 seat theater. We just expanded to 99 seats. And not only are their A players excellent, their B players or C players, and a lot of times, you know, on smaller theaters, you don't see that. Like, you know, their, their stars are pretty good, but then it deteriorates from there. But everything they did was so fabulous, and they, they push the limits. They have excellent playwrights. They're not afraid to, you know, do cutting-edge stuff. And I'm also one of those people, um, I'm not into, like, like children's theater, I guess, or rated G theater, PG theater. I like things that are edgy. I like things that forces me to think. In fact, when we were, last year when we were voting on the Hairspray, I even brought it up. I said, it was not one of my favorite plays. And it was also one of those things where I actually like the movie better than the play, which is really odd. That usually never happens. And, uh, and I said, why do we want to do Hairspray? And so on, when it was like, he says, no, Susie, it's going to be more of the John Waters version. It's going to, it's, it's going to be a little more, it's going to be darker. It's not going to be so bubblegum. It's going to have more meaning. And I go, okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And I saw it at the Pantages, and I've seen a couple other productions of it. I'm never moved. It's very bubblegum. I'm like, oh, why am I here? And this time I was, I was emotional at the beginning. I was emotional at the end. And I was just asking Carrie, I'm not quite sure what, why I wanted to cry. But I did. I guess I was rooting for everybody. And then when they succeeded, I was so happy. Yeah, again, I was actually, you, you know, you and I are very similar. I, I, as of this date, I've seen 72 uh, theater pieces this year. Well, obviously, ah. well, obviously it's what I do. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah but... I, Again, about the chance, I've always seen consistently good work from here. Uh, what's the secret behind it? Because there's a lot of other community theaters out there who wouldn't mind the advice. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's, you know, one of the things is that we, we work very hard on the audition process. Um, we're also extremely clear. We have resident artists, which they have to kind of build to become a resident artist. They have to do so many particular shows. They have to have an interest in really doing extra for our theater. So they require, like, volunteer hours and helping with our openings and whatnot. And so one of the things that I liked about it, too, like if it's a resident artist who, you know, people who've been in many of our shows, we tell you that it's a resident artist, where I oftentimes find with other theaters, especially smaller theaters, they tend to cast, cast their friends, and they're not always the best casting choices, and because they want to work with their friends, I feel we really don't do that here, and if we have somebody who's returning, if especially as a resident artist, which I think about 30 people are, I don't know, it varies in numbers. But um, we will tell you, yes, we know this person's been in a lot of our shows, but they're a resident artist. and But we still think they're the best person for that role. So we still don't we still don't have a problem telling a resident artist, no, you can't have that role. And we, because we've started making a name for ourselves, we have like a fantastic turnout when it comes to casting. So we get hundreds of people. I mean, I think they said there was like 300 people who came out to audition for, you know, Hairspray. So we had a good choice. And we're just close enough to L.A. So we get people coming down from L.A. too. So I think that's helpful. Yeah. Also, could I have a brief bio of you? Oh, um, my name is Susie Dittmar, and um, I actually worked in television for 12 years. I was a writer-producer at CNN, and, and then I segued into teaching. And now, actually, I just made a complete left turn, and now I'm a naturopathic doctor, which means I'm very, very holistic, and my specialty is working with animals. <laughs> I think my viewers would like to know, uh, how do you become a better interviewer? Do you have any advice for someone like that? <laughs> 
Um, what I always, what I actually teach broadcasting at, at the college, at a couple of colleges, and one of the things I always tell my students, if you remotely know the answer to the question, don't ask it. And so that is the best advice, and the more, and I do a lot of homework, like I read up on Hairspray just to show I have background, I read the playbill, I've talked to a couple of people, so I do a lot of research, and then I just try to build from there, and like I said, um, I want to Get, I, I want to get passion and I want to get thought out of the people I'm interviewing so I don't want to give them I don't want them to give me the standard answer which is generally an answer I would only already know so I want them to have to think so they're like wow you know and then you get such a genuine passionate answer and then that just turns into a better interview well, thank you very much for the advice and thank you very much for being on the show <laughs> thank you thank you Hairspray will be playing at the Chance Theater from July 10th to August 9th. For more information, go to www.chancetheater.com or theorangecurtainrev.com.